Hello friends! Welcome to Girl Empowered, a podcast with Ophelia's Plays designed to inspire, educate, and empower you and the girls in your life. I'm your host, River Allen. I'm so excited to do this episode. We're really going to be talking in depth about the experiences of what it's like to be AAPI, particularly AAPI youth, um, girl in our community of Eugene, Oregon. Hopefully everyone knows what AAPI stands for. It's Asian American Pacific Islander. And May is the month where we really try to recognize and highlight the achievements and experiences of AAPI folks in the United States. And I would really like to invite um, both Sophia and Grace, our guests today, to introduce themselves. Um, If you both will just kind of say your names um, and whatever you want to share about yourself before we get into some questions. I'm Sophia Megert. I'm a senior at South Eugene High School. Grace and I have been friends since kindergarten, and I'm a quarter Japanese, um, Okinawan specifically. My grandma immigrated here when um, she was 19 years old, so it's been great to, you know, connect with her on that level, especially when we get to go back and visit our family in Okinawa. It's awesome. Thank you. Hi, I'm Grace. I'm also a senior at South Eugene High School. Um, I'm 100% Korean. My family is from South Korea, and I'm just really excited to do this um, podcast. I'm really excited, too. Thank you both um, for for being part of it and coming and sharing your experiences. So I thought I would just kick off with kind of an open question of kind of what does AAPI Month mean to you individually and to the communities that you're part of? I, I guess I would say I feel like AAPI people in the United States in particular, there's a little bit more heightened awareness, I think, in the last few years, kind of positive and negative, right? We've certainly seen greater representation, particularly in media, but we've also seen a lot of increase in hate crimes and other really negative aspects of having that identity. With that as a backdrop, when you see this month come up and you see some discussion around it, kind of what does it mean for you? I feel like the overarching meaning of AAPI month is honoring and celebrating the great contributions history, heritages, and cultures of um, our AA and HPI communities. And these people really greatly enrich our world today and every day. And to me personally, this month also is not only that, but um, it's also about connecting with my family and my cultural identity as a Korean American more too. And yeah, and I feel like we get to celebrate the journeys of AAPI immigrants, citizens, and people in their unique life experiences growing up here in the U.S. Yeah, I would totally agree with what Grace is saying. I think it's also important to acknowledge that it shouldn't just be a month that we're able to celebrate these things. I think being able to have an AANHPI month is really important because it allows us to more clearly shed a light on these experiences and really unique intersection of cultures that does exist in the U.S. and around the world. Um, But yeah, I think really just what it means to be a NHPI for me is being able to cultivate this intersection of cultures and finding room to celebrate both being Okinawan and being American in my daily life. And I think that being able to have this month allows me to kind of self-reflect to a greater extent than, you know, I would each and every day. Um, So I think it really helps kind of put that into perspective for me. I really appreciate that because I think there's a tendency to default to kind of the white American viewpoint of like, 
you know, mainstream culture, white America, and then, oh, we're going to take notice of a different cultural identity and, and sort of frame things through that lens. And I really appreciate what you're bringing to it is, is how does this create a pause or a moment for you to really kind of turn inward or reflect more and really appreciate and honor that part of your experience and connect to community and connect to family. And I think that's a really important part of that conversation to not, not always see it as framed from the default of kind of the non API mm-hmm. experience, right? Um, I also heard you say, you said API and HPI, and I haven't heard that. Can you tell me? Oh, I said um, AANHPI is Native Hawaiian. Native Hawaiian, thank you. Yeah, that's a great inclusion. Um, another question I had was kind of how, how do you experience your identity in our community? So specifically thinking about, you know, the schools you've gone to, Eugene that you live in, how has that shown up for you? You know, positive, negative, neutral. But what's that experience look like a little bit for, for both of you? I mean, I think I think for me and Grace, it definitely looks different. Um, I am only a quarter Japanese. I look a lot more white than I do Japanese. So I think that just definitely changes the way I do experience um, being Asian American in my community because most of the time, unless they are my close friends or peers, they don't really know that I'm a part of this community. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm really not always faced with those kind of stereotypes that my ANHPI peers might experience, um, especially in light of the pandemic. I have not firsthand experienced some of those hate crimes um, that definitely have been prevalent, even in our more inclusive Eugene community. So I think that's just something for me that I always want to preface with. But I do think just being able to connect through um, Grace and I are both part of Asian Student Union at South Eugene. Um, I think that's just a great way to be able to, you know, share our respective Asian cultures, because um, I mean, even Korean and Japanese, they have really similar um, just the language is very similar. So that's, you know, fun to be able to share those languages and the foods that we um, we both eat. Um, So I think that's one way that I really enjoy the way I experience being AAPI in my community and, um, you know, some of the the things that I'm sort of exempt from um, Mm -hmm. as well. That's a great insight to think about kind of the ways that shows up in terms of it can at times maybe erase a part of your experience, but it can also be protective when we think about the larger issues of of prejudice and discrimination. So Mm -hmm. that's a, you kind of exist at an interesting place there. Yeah. Thank you. For me, I'm really lucky enough to say that I overall like had a really positive experience um, growing up here in Eugene because I'm always surrounding myself with people who are my friends and peers who are really open-minded, educated, they're respectful, and I feel very safe and comfortable just talking about my cultural identity and heritage around them. Um, But growing up, I have experienced a lot of racial injustices, including microaggressions. Microaggressions um, are essentially just stereotyping people, making malicious comments and jokes. And I have dealt with this, like especially in elementary school, when, um, when we're younger, we don't realize how harmful our actions can be. And now I really take the time to really acknowledge the moment and take the lead in addressing the situation. 
And I'm glad that it doesn't really happen as often now, but um, it still happened to me in the past. Yeah. I mean, those, those microaggressions are real and they have that cumul- cumulative impact, right? Where kind of over time, the more that they happen, they kind of become that weight. And it's amazing that you found a way to kind of advocate for yourself and speak up and challenge some of those stereotypes and then surround yourself with a community of people that, that care about you and listen and support your, your identity. That's something we all need to find is that healthy community that truly sees us, right? And supports us. So yeah, I'm glad that you, you have that. Um, and so I, I think about this too, in terms of speaking to folks who are not a member of this community um, and who do want to be, you know, good bystanders, good allies, good friends. Um, what kind of things might you like the rest of the, the non-API community to know in terms of, you know, we, we talk about this being a great opportunity to really celebrate and honor um, these various cultures, history, contributions, et cetera. Um, so kind of what would you like people like me to know? What would you like us to know about how to make this be more meaningful, especially outside of just one month a year? I think, you know, I think I would start with just um, being able to understand from people when microaggressions do take place or there are stereotypes put in place that there is a different difference between, you know, people saying these things with malicious intent um, intended to hurt the person receiving them. And then sometimes I, I really do think that they are just mistakes that people make um, and that the the way to combat that is to seek being more educated and i think that does start with um, having people that are better able to recognize these stereotypes and be able to you know point them out and respectfully say you know respectfully combat those um by seeking to tell the person that might have said this statement you know probably shouldn't say that here's something better that you could say here's something that maybe you would not want to say, you know, in these circumstances, I think that's just important to know for people that do make these honest mistakes, because I think in the U.S. specifically, there is this almost, unfortunately, I think there is this normalization of having stereotypes against um, NHPI members, um, community members more frequently. So I think just if someone does make an honest mistake like that, that it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means that, you know, there's something we can learn from this and, you know, really try to not um, reciprocate in, in the future. That's, that's really great. I think about things like when I was growing up and people very casually would talk about things like oriental carpets or oriental this or that. And mm-hmm. we're really clear now that that's, if not a slur, it's very much not a respectful term. It's an outdated term. We don't want to be using that term, right? And so there might be people who, for example, are older or, or come from my generation even and don't know. And so having those people who are willing to speak up, it sounds like, and, and do that gentle correction when you can tell that it's from a place of not knowing versus a place of malice, that mm-hmm. that could be a helpful contribution. Um, I also agree with Sophia about just pointing, um, if someone says something that's really hurtful, just pointing that out to them, um, it just really is important for them to understand that, like, like Sophia said, they're not a bad person. We just want to take this as like a learning opportunity for you to just learn and grow and make this community an even better place. 
Um, and aside from all of that, I think it's also important for us to kind of talk about the model minority myth. Um, for those of you who don't know, the model minority myth is just this false idea that um, Asian Americans and other um, NHPA people have this universal like socioeconomic success like compared to other races. So like this includes like them being like naturally like smart or like rich, but these false narratives invalidate the enduring hardships AAPI people face and the diversity to AAPI people too. Mm. And they kind of perpetuate these racist stereotypes that don't need to be reiterated. I really appreciate you you sharing that. I think that's really true. We see it a lot in stereotypes, as you said, about being academically gifted or, you know, really good at certain kinds of instruments, right? <laughs> or, you know, I mean, certain of these kinds of things that get perpetuated and then and in doing that, it really does minimize and obscure that there is still a tremendous amount of racism and stereotypes that are perpetuated that are harmful to AAPI folks. And, um, and when we just kind of as a, as a general culture, pretend that that's not happening and mask it. And then I also really appreciate, Grace, that you said there's a lot of diversity in what we call Asian, right? Um, all different cultures, languages, backgrounds, not to mention immigration status, economic status. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's a sneaky way that that's a harmful thing. You know, it can kind of look shiny on the surface, mm-hmm. like, oh, but it's complimentary. And then, well, it's really kind of not, and it's actually harmful. Yeah. Yeah. I would add that, you know, it doesn't only invalidate the hardships that, you know, many members of that community experience, but it also you know, invalidates the the successes and the achievements um, of those members of the community. Like if you are truly gifted and, you know, you get into a great college or get a great job, that should be celebrated for the success in itself, not because of what your race or ethnicity um, correlates to that. Absolutely. Like it, it doesn't, it's not talking about the, the hard work, dedication, intelligence, commitment, right? It's it's like it's a sneaky way to be like, well, if someone's just more like that because of culture or because of whatever gross kind of stereotype they're making. And that that happens to folks of of many non-white racial and ethnic backgrounds. And it falls into that same category of really not seeing the person or the culture in an authentic or respectful way. I'm curious what else um, might you want to say or share um, about your experiences or. your identities or just kind of kind of an open space here for you to share what you'd like to as we think about this month and reflect on the variety of experiences that um, AA and HPI folks face. I would say, I think, you know, specifically in this month, we can highlight it, but again, whenever, I think it's really fun for people who are not a member or not members of the AA and HPI community to just be curious about those cultures. I think sometimes, I think there's this fine line, especially, um, you know, I guess in the social climate of today that asking questions about someone's race is almost frowned upon or people are sometimes nervous about it because, you know, oh, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I'm making these assumptions? But I think there really is a positive space where people should ask questions and be curious and want to learn, um, you know, without, again, that malicious intent of, of harming the person 
that, that you're asking. But I, I mean, I certainly like talking about my family and my cultural heritage. I'm sure Grace does too. Um, so we like to field those questions and I don't think, um, that should be seen as a negative thing for people wanting to learn more and, um, appreciate the cultures that, that we should be appreciating. I love that. And I think there's a, the way I, I think about it for myself is I'm asking because I want to know that whole person, right? I want to know Sophia and Grace. I want to know you more deeply and fully because you're interesting people, right? Mm-hmm. Versus how that can look when someone's maybe fetishizing or sort of really just focusing on one aspect of who you are for some sort of weird reason, right? There's a difference between that kind of unpleasant interrogation and the honesty of wanting to know someone fully. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we can take this month, um, especially to just celebrate the AANHPI community. And we can do this in like many ways. We can support, you know, small businesses and shops on like Etsy or like Instagram. And we can explore um, the history and we can broaden our knowledge. And like Sophia said, we can just stay curious. And by doing so, we can do so much. And we can also like, you know, watch like, APA-led movies, books who are written by um, authors from that community, and also consuming like authentic culturally infused foods. Um, <laughs> I feel like that is also a great way. Just going to museums, re- listening to podcasts, especially to this one. Um, <laughs> there are just so many ways. I'm wondering if um, off the top of your head, any recommendations, books, movies, TV shows, things you love that feature and and or are led by API folks. Well, well, <laughs> I personally have a love for Korean dramas. Oh, knows. oh, girl, <laughs> we should talk. <laughs> oh my God, I'm glad. Um, so yeah, like I spend a lot of my time just like watching Korean dramas and. I not only watch Korean dramas just for like the plot and the characters, but it's also a great way for me to learn more about the Korean language itself. And I get to, by turning on like subtitles, I can learn more about like Korean vocabulary and I can just increase my, increase and expand my um, knowledge on that. I love that. Watch K-dramas, people. I fully support this. We yeah. should share notes about our favorite ones because I have like a list. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sophia? Um, well, I, I've actually been asking Grace for um, K-pop recommendations because I've yet <laughs> to get into that field of music and I really wanted to. So that's something that I've been doing um, starting this month, I guess, yeah. is that I want to <laughs> kind of get into that genre because I haven't yet. I've I've gotten sort of into J-pop. Um, my dad actually really likes J-pop, fun fact. <laughs> Love <laughs> but, that. Um, but I mean, I think, I think being able to consume multiple forms of media is, is kind of being able to get this, again, holistic approach. Um, and also, I think it's important to recognize that, you know, there are pieces of a NHPI culture like anime and k-pop that are really um, prevalent in u.s society right now i think it's also important to not just consume those because they're popular here but to really recognize you know where their roots come from and being able to appreciate them for for the reasons that they should be 
I love that. And I thank you for adding that piece of context. I think that is really important. Um, the U.S. culture can have a tendency to be kind of consuming of things and then just kind of take what we want and not necessarily think about these are produced and rooted in flourishing, rich, old cultures. There's a lot of meaning here that is important to reflect upon, not just kind of like take cherry pick some of the things. Um, there's ways to enjoy and celebrate and appreciate without kind of disconnecting it from its from its origins. So I thank you for that. Yeah, I went on a, I mean, I'm low-key obsessed with Simu Leo, um, but one of the things I appreciated um, is that that's a, you know, it's an American-made movie, but all of the people involved in producing, directing, and guiding that film had Asian heritage and background and culture in their roots. So I think about things like that. It's not just the front, the, the shiny, pretty front. It's also who are we supporting and uplifting and listening to um, behind the scenes in, in all of these different ways. So, yeah. yeah. I also want to um, bring up that I found this Instagram page. It's Asian American Girl Club, and it's actually very, very interesting. They just talk about mostly anything AA and HPI related. And they give like book recommendations, like podcast recommendations, and they make news posts about like Asian American celebrities and like the movies that they're, you know, it's just, it's a really fun page. And I spend a lot of my time like scrolling through their feed because it's just, I get to learn a lot. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to give them a follow. Thank you for that. Um, one of the things we like to do on our show is include in our um, show notes, recommendations for podcasts, books, movies. Um, we can even include businesses, whatever. So um, we will be sure to include those on the notes for this, this episode. Um, I want to thank you both so much for being part of this. Um, I so appreciate your wisdom, your insights, your thoughtfulness, and your willingness to just kind of show up and, and tell me more about who you are and your experiences. Yeah, thank you yeah, for having thank you us. So much. Thank you for joining me, River, and Ophelia's Place, right here on Girl Empowered. I'll talk to you next time, and remember, empowered girls change the world.